You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter, at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad, they literally cannot stop talking about them. This episode of Baking to the Bee Movies is brought to you by Nobody but it could be brought to you by Full Moon Features if they care to sponsor us. Do you know Full Moon Features has their own streaming service with every Full Moon Feature movie? That's a lot of schlock online. And a year comes with like a stack of six or eight DVDs. Sure, no one watches DVDs anymore, but they look great on a shelf. for a long time like a really long time 20 years and so and you know we've had we've had our ups and downs as most friends do yeah we've we've disagreed on things we haven't seen eye to eye on things we've yeah. kind of, we've gotten into petty fights we've yeah. gotten into arguments we've gone periods of time without talking to each other it's it's the natural it's like the natural progression of a friendship that yeah. has transpired across teens 20s into our 30s yeah why is it just now just now in our friendship, after all these years of like building memories and trust and, and cherishing each other, why is it just now that you decided that you're going to exact revenge on? Why, why is it like now you're like, oh, I think I'm just going to pay her back. I'm going to get revenge on her and actually go like do something so diabolical and torture me with making me watch maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I do it to you, but it's to be expected. I do like, that's my, that's my thing. I like bad movies, but this was like, wow. It made me reevaluate our whole friendship. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I played the long game. How long have you been planning this? Since the podcast started? Since- since the very beginning. Since episode one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We have a lot Just so to, you know. There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. You are listening to Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. Um, Thank you all again for being here. Um, You can follow us. Obviously, you know, like, subscribe, all that good stuff wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies and on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. But I actually don't know how much longer we're going to be on Twitter because Elon Musk is... Ugh, what's he doing now? He is just... He is like crap. He's kamikaze it into the ground. <laughs> it's so bad. It's... Now you have to... Like, now it's like you can lose... Like, as far as like today, because I, I checked it today, but like you can lose like the, the two-step 
authorization thing that basically keeps people from like hacking your account right notification on your phone he's getting rid of that unless you pay to subscribe to like twitter blue or it's like eight bucks a month i'm like he has enough money i'm not paying him and also now now it's like four thousand characters it's like i don't i don't want to read that much i don't want to read four thousand characters nobody's gonna nobody needs four thousand characters if you can't get your thought out in like 160 characters less, like it's not important yeah that's like when you look at people's instagram stories and it's like you know how it's like dashes for each it's like dash 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 dash. it's like i don't care about your vacation that much to to sit through this like i just skip i just skip 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 i yeah so Twitter is up in the air right now. We are definitely not on Facebook because that has already been driven into the ground. Facebook is just, you can't save it. But yeah. Twitter kind of swelled on its way, which is sad because for the longest time, it was the quickest way to get information and updates on important and things. stuff, yeah. Um, well, I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised. I was like, oh, good. That actually happened? Great. So I never really used Twitter anyway. Yeah. So, but I'm like, mm. There's, yeah, RIP Twitter. It's on its way out. But we have, we have, I mean, speaking of things being driven into the ground and things crashing and burning, I think that's a really good transition into this movie. (laughs) But I don't think it was that bad. I think it was fine. I think it was definitely more watchable than that crap that was My Bloody Valentine. Well, glad that you mentioned that because we do have to circle back to talk about my truffles that i made yes which are you... very good yeah? very tasty enjoyed those quite a bit thank you and um we have a recipe today that you have prepared yes that we're going to get into at the end of this review that i'm very eager to get through because i hated everything about this <laughs> whatever dude um do you want to tell the audience what we're talking about today Today we're going to be talking about real evil. R E E L, like a, yes, like, like a movie, a movie real. Like a movie real. Uh, found footage gem from uh, your friends over at Full Moon Features. Not sponsoring us, but they should at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super fun. Um, this movie is from 2012, but when you watch it, you would assume it was made in like 2001, 2002, because it's like very dated. It's a little dated. It's a little dated. Um. And it's an hour and 20 minutes, which I, I was just praying. Like by the time we hit like 45 minutes, I was like, it's gotta be over soon. Like it's gotta be over soon. It's, it, this was rough. You're staring at me, but this was so rough. <laughs> it wasn't that rough. This was rough. This was rough. This was so much better than Dead End. I mean, yes, that, that, Dead End, the pacing is so bad. I mean, I'll get, I'll admit it. You know, this movie's what? Uh, 80, 100. No, 80 minutes? 80 <laughs> minutes? Am I is that Listen, I got like an hour and 20 minutes, you said, right? Hour and 20 minutes. But anything scary doesn't start until about an hour in, which is pretty rough. <laughs> That's it was brutal. Um you were listening to the stalest of stale bread dialogue for an hour. Um <laughs> and and in my defense, Dead End had Lynn Sharp and Ray Wise. So, <laughs> like Ray Wise. Whatever, dude. The king, the king. Don't come for the king. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about, uh, who stars in this movie. Um, because the only person that I recognized was Jessica Morris. Yeah. Who played Kennedy because she was in One Life to Live and my mom, she was. My mom watches all that garbage. Yeah. Yeah. She was in One Life to Live. She's, uh, in the Secret Lives of Housewives, I guess, which is new. I don't know. Oh, that's a new thing. Yeah. Um, we have, is it Kaiwi? Kaiwi? I guess. Kaiwi, Kaiwi Lyman. Yeah, that's um, Corey. Lehman. 
Uh, he is, he's been in a lot of other B movies. He's also like a, a voice actor for video games. I yeah. Think, I think he did some voice acting in like Assassin's Creed or something like that. Yeah. Or, uh, Call of Duty or something like that. Yeah. Um, we have, I mean, these are the main three, but we have Jeff Adler who, um, does a lot of commercials. Um, I guess. He plays James. Yeah. Uh, he's been in commercials, another kind of like B movie voice acting actor. Um, nothing really that stands out to me that like, oh yeah, I remember them from this. Um, so those are the main three. Is there anybody else on the cast? I didn't that... care enough to, <laughs> to oh, look man. at it. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it briefly and I'm like, yeah, no, this is not worth my time. <laughs> Which is funny because apparently this podcast is worth my time. Listen, but this movie apparently was not. Listen, you, I come over every couple weeks. We sit down, we eat good food. We talk about movies that may or may not be bad. This one's bad. And, and we have a lot of laughs. We make a lot of good memories. And which is why I'm like, wow, this was like such a, this was shocking. Also, I need I need to just let you know in advance. I've been watching a lot of when it's cold out, and I'm like, I don't want to go out. I've been watching a lot of uh, Real Housewives, oh, like, yeah. like Real Housewives of Miami, and like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Of I, course, I love you it. Are. I love I, it. I'm sure I'm you obsessed. do. I'm obsessed. I'm sure you do. So like, so like <laughs> when you when I was watching this, I was I was kind of cracking up to myself because I was like, I should sit across from her with like a glass of water and just be like, how dare you? And <laughs> See that, Michelle? Always like somebody gets a glass of water or wine in their face. Right. Dare you, our friend. You are my friend. I think you <laughs> Blowing out the speakers here. <laughs> Let me just adjust real quick now that I've blown out the speakers. Um, let's get let's get into it. Let's get into let's get into real evil. Um and uh, yeah, if we could have a whole if we could have a whole podcast about the real housewives of Miami. I no. <laughs> You'd love you it. can do that with someone else. Maybe I will. <laughs> okay, but you're not allowed to use any of my equipment, so. <laughs> just going to hear your gla like glass breaking in the middle of the night. It's me crawling through your windows. <laughs> um, so, like Steph said, this is a found footage movie, um, and it's filmed from the perspective of three cameras, and it's this like documentary making yes. team. It's Kennedy, Corey, and James. Yeah. They are aiming to make a they're aiming to make a documentary of their own. But in order to get financing, in order to like build their reputation, um, get some backing from from someone or a company that can kind of propel them into, you know, serious filmmaking territory, right. they agree to take a job filming. And this this I didn't quite get. They're they're basically assigned to do like a behind the scenes documentary about a horror movie that's being made. Yeah. So they go to like the set, like where they're making the movie, right. the movie itself, and they're just making a behind the scenes, like making of type of deal. Which seems unnecessary because <laughs> this is like a student film. So it's like who's legit. It's going to care about the behind the scenes. I'm yeah. Assuming. Well, apparently it was supposed to be a big thing. Well, in the, you know, in the movie universe, that was going to be a big thing. But you, as you see that whole crap unfold, it's. Yeah, so like pretty the, horrific. So like this, yeah, this is this is all established in the beginning of the movie when Kennedy, Corey, and James, and Kennedy's kind of like she's like the the leader of the project. Yeah, she's kind of like the face. She's the face. So of the she project. has she's the face itself, and then you have the camera guy and the sound guy, and that's it. Yeah, Corey's the audio guy. James is like the, the backup guy. camera guy. Yeah. So they meet with this this producer who's who's making this horror movie and Dirk Dirk and 
Bizarre, that's a ridiculous name. And he's, and it's so funny because like everybody that's supposed to be like associated with like Hollywood or movie making, they're super short tempered, super snobby. Yeah, they're the worst. And Dirk is, Dirk is like very condescending, very rude to everyone. And it's so funny because he's supposed to be a major producer, but he couldn't afford frames for any of the artwork hanging in his lobby. Right. (laughs) Or adequate lighting. It was like super dark in that lobby. There's no like natural sunlight. It's like a fucking fluorescent lamp in the corner and that's it. Um, so he ultimately agrees to, to let this, this trio of amateur filmmakers do the behind the scenes work on this horror movie that he's making. And it takes place in a abandoned hospital, which you and I are actually familiar with because we live in the Northeast and we have have, bad abandoned hospitals. So many abandoned hospitals. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and and like you know that we're establishing like their their end goal is to get backing to get a producer interested in their work so that they can make a documentary which we don't really know what kind of documentary they Yeah, they just they're just like struggling filmmakers so they just want to do a right. they want to do their own thing. Yeah. You know, so they're trying to work around like Hollywood bullcrap. Exactly. So get, you know, their names familiar with the producer and, you know, obviously other movie people. Like the actors, the crew. And what I love is like, so Kennedy is apparently like the leader of this group because she doesn't really let the other two make any kind of decision. (laughs) It's kind of like her her final say. And it's. Yeah. Because they didn't want to do it initially. Yeah. But she's like, well, we have to because we need the paycheck to make our own thing. Which. Makes it sense. makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. You can't just you can't just go in without any funding. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. damn near yeah. impossible. Yeah, you know, don't do what me and Ashley do. And well, this is <laughs> and this is this is in 2012, so I don't even think like GoFundMe or anything was like a thing or like Kickstarter or anything like where people get yeah, their projects funded without having to. Yeah. Um, when that came out, when that stuff started happening. But it's it's just so funny because like they're they're arguing at the beginning of the movie, which this movie should just basically be called Real Arguing because it's all anybody talks. It's, it's just an hour and twenty minutes of people running and arguing and like and shaky camera work but what i what i love is that just like the dialogue like so before they go to this abandoned hospital we kind of get a behind the scenes of them like getting their cameras set up and yeah and Corey is like the womanizer yeah because and this part killed me so Corey meets Corey meets um dirk's receptionist yeah while they're waiting to talk to him about be- yeah. being signed on to this project and like that night while james and kennedy are getting all their equipment set up Corey is using his camera to make a sex tape <laughs> with, <laughs> with the receptionist the, with that he's, yeah and he doesn't even, because it wouldn't be a full mood feature without boobs yeah, actually. Like excessive titties <laughs> and gratuitous sex scenes which never offend me but i was like god damn this is taking forever <laughs> all right so long but what i love too is that from from what I remember of that scene is like he doesn't even bring this receptionist back to his own place. No, he brings, he goes back to wherever they're all staying, and he bangs her in Kennedy's room. Yeah, like, she's like, get out! She's like, get out of my room. So <laughs> you you get out of your room. What? <laughs> so it's so. I'm like, why are any of these people friends? Like, if anyone, ever, if any of my friends ever did that, I'd be like, cool. Now you're buying me new sheets, and you're not allowed in my house anymore. Anymore, so, ever, ever again. Right. Um. So the next day, after they get signed on to this job, they have all their equipment, and they go to the hospital, which looks more like a textile factory. It doesn't look like a hospital to me. You think so? it, it didn't really look like a hospital. It, it looked like a like a paper mill or something. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. It is an actual hospital that they shot it. I'll go, really? I'll, yeah, I'll get into that, actually. Okay. There's more history behind that, where they shot it, than, wow. act, than this movie is actually 
should have so I, <laughs> give I them love, more credit than they deserve. So I'm I'm excited to hear about that because I actually kind of love that kind of history. That's like my thing. Yeah, that's, that's why thing. I was looking into it because um, I couldn't find anything else on this movie because it's just it was a cash grab. Yeah. So, but anyways, they get to the hospital and they are having one hell. It's like twenty minutes of them trying to find the entrance to this place. Right. Oh my god, they couldn't find the entrance. Well, it's a, it's a big building, it's right? A huge building. It's a huge building. It's actually like and they're two, like two buildings that are separated by yeah, like a, like a walkway. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they just they even they're arguing where <laughs> where the entrance could possibly be. They finally found something, or um, did somebody come out? No, I don't well, think they, so. Well, they were looking for an entrance, and she's like, I think this might be it. And as they're getting ready to walk in, this guy stumbles out carrying a teddy bear and, like, with pop oh, marks all over yeah, his Yeah, like boils or something. Yeah. Gross. And, and Obviously homeless guy. Like a homeless person that may have been a patient at this hospital at one point. Yeah. Um, which would have been my first... Like been like, all right, we're out. <laughs> we don't need to be this here. Is, this is not. A we can find something else. And for also, our like, like for a big producer, a big time producer who's funding this project, he can't like make sure that the scene is like safe. Like, right. You can't like secure your set. Yeah. I'm like, out. like, I'm yeah. Out. Keep your check. I'm out. Um. So they get they get inside. They're immediately berated for being late, and we are introduced to some of the crew that are handling this this horror movie that's being filmed in this hospital including was in Pete he was like the assistant like yeah the stage manager the stage manager um the director who it looks like a uh he looks like a Trent Reznor reject he looks like a Trent Reznor reject <laughs> but he also like his mannerisms and the way that he talks and the way that he dresses reminds me of like any actor director out where i live cuz we get a lot of them we really? See, we see a lot of that out where I am. And they're all dicks? They're all, well, yeah. <laughs> most, of them, most of them are dicks. I'm not even going to hold back. Most of them are talentless dicks. Um, but yeah, so I, I immediately like saw that character and I was like, oh, it's anyone in the Pioneer Valley. Any, <laughs> right, right. We're in the Pioneer Valley. Fantastic. That's, that's the guy. Great. Someone who takes themselves way too seriously. Oh, yeah. And he's all like, my vision, don't make eye contact with don't me. Don't make eye don't contact. Don't the eye. Like, <laughs> you didn't read my manifesto. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the group is, oh, they meet like the, the lead actress who is a bitch. Who's the worst. The worst. And she's also like the worst actor in the entire movie. And, and I'm she's, like, and she's stealing the other actress's makeup. Did you get right? <laughs> right. So then they want. So the stage manager is basically taking taking uh, the crew, their documentary crew, around to you know introduce them to like the rest of the crew. So the they film. Yeah. Yeah. The so they get to the what was it? Makeup and wardrobe. Yes. And um, so the the makeup woman there starts talking to Pete and she's like basically accusing the bleed actress of stealing her like brushes Trisha, or something. Trisha, Trisha, or something. Yeah. yeah. And of course <laughs> the state, the state Pete, the stage manager is like, Oh yeah, we could talk, but in private. So like the crew goes to the, uh, to leaves the room, but they're still like obviously filming. And they're mics, like they're, they're mics, they're hot mics. <laughs> and they keep like glaring over, like knowing that they're filming <laughs> But so yeah, like, oh, like Trisha stole my makeup, and like that part. Not only with the director being a dick, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I know this guy. I've I've met this guy multiple times around around my neighborhood. His name is Chris, or more accurately, probably Axel. 
<laughs> um, like the part where the girl's like, you know, yeah, she's stealing our makeup. I'm like, oh, hell no. Because like, you know, I like my Sephora stuff and my Sephora stuff is not cheap. Like, yeah. Like, like top quality makeup is expensive. Yeah. Oh my God. $42 lipsticks. Hell no. Like I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I, I try not to think about it too much because it makes me sad when I, when I'm like, can't afford groceries. Why is that? <laughs> Uh, but my lips look great. My lips are so like glossy and full, but I, but I, can't, but I can't afford juice. Uh, um, so at this point, it's it's very obvious that like the set is like they're not ready to shoot. They're not ready to begin. You're very amateur. Let's very just say amateur. that. Yeah, everyone's being an absolute dick. So Let's, actually, what point I wanted to make is that they also meet the grip. <laughs> There's something about full moon features and their grips that they love to showcase. Yes. And <laughs> that part. So what do you do? He's like, I grip stuff. And I'm like, what do you, what does a key grip do, Ashley? I just assume they were like the guys that made sure everything like was gripped. Well, I mean, like everything was like off camera and like recording properly. Okay. Like, that's what I always assumed. I actually don't really know what a grip does. But he was even a douche. He he's like, I grip things. I was walks like, away. Be like, we're out. Like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when when it's when it becomes very obvious to Kennedy, Corey, and James that this is just a amateur production, they're not going to get any good interviews. They're not going to get any good behind the scenes footage because all of these people are douchebags. Um, Kennedy does the quintessential white woman in a horror movie moment where she's like, let's explore, let's explore <laughs> this. Like, abandoned- actually, actually, before that happens, they meet the caterer. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, they walk into whatever room where all the food is all set up. Yes. And she seems like a very sweet, like, seemed, Spanish lady. Yeah. Spanish. She, so, I don't know why I said Spanish. Southern. A very sweet <laughs> Southern lady. She could have been, she could have been Spanish. I don't think she was. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. But it was <laughs> um, Southern. Very sweet. And um, what was it? Corey just starts eating stuff. And then. She's like cutting she's them off. Like, she's like, yeah, she's, she's like, she's like, you guys gotta them. leave some, you know. But she's being, you know, nice about it. And then they're leaving, and then everything like gets flipped over. Yes. And then she freaks out because she thought it was uh, James, the camera the guy. The camera guy. She thought he did it. And and yeah. Like, and he's like, no. <laughs> and when you watch, when you watch it from his perspective, like his camera, it's very obvious he wasn't even anywhere near the table. No, because yeah, over. you can see like right through his point of view. Yeah, and he's trying to tell the other two, he's like, I didn't do anything. They're like, like was anybody else in the room? He's like, maybe, like, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. I'm like, I wasn't paying attention. Um, so, so after this happens and they're basically, okay, we can't go back to catering this. They're not even ready to do the first shot of this movie. We're losing daylight at this point, right. which is crazy. Um, like this is so amateur. Kennedy does the do you guys want to explore this like super abandoned, super creepy hospital? Which I mean, perfectly honest, Ashley, I've been in that situation with you. I mean, I'm also a white woman. That's that's what I'm saying. This is this is like white girl behavior. Like, oh, look at this like creepy, potentially danger dangerous place um where you know we could be exposed to asbestos, uh squatters, a serial killer stuff. Let's go check it out. Let's go in right now. Get your flashlight. Let's go. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Let me just hop on that bandwagon again. She, but she does, she does ultimately, because they don't really get a say in the matter. She's like, no. And then she just books it into like darkness. Yeah. And 
this point, like James, there, there's, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, James, there's there's a couple instances because you we're seeing a lot from James's perspective. Right, because he's got the camera. Yeah, and at one point, like, uh, you Kennedy know, does have a camera as well. She has, like, like a little handheld. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Corey's, like, the audio guy. So right. he's, he's got, like, the boom mic and everything and the, and the, headphones, the headphones so you he can hear yeah. everything that's going on. At, at one point, Corey, like, grabs James's, like, camera, kind of, like, egging him on, and he leaves a thumbprint thumb on the yeah. legs. And James has to take the camera off his shoulders. The camera's huge, and he's, like, yeah. wiping the thumbprint off. And you can see James, like, as he's In wiping. Legs, yeah. And it goes dark for a few seconds because he's wiping it and, like, looks, and then he, like, wipes it again. And at one point when he wipes it, there is something behind him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is not of this world. <laughs> and, like, when Kennedy is, like, oh, let's go exploring, like, there is something in the distance that you see like a flash of and he's like what's that and he like turns the camera and it's gone so yeah. it's a lot of that it's a lot of that at first which yeah i'm into like that's like one of my favorite things about is it now is it well like parents, so it's not that bad of gets, a movie until, until until we see the, the level of special effects that come into play oh the special effects are atrocious <laughs> and the story is really bad but but, like, I love that kind of stuff because that's, like, one of my favorite elements of Paranormal Activity is the, like, you know, like, when we talked about Paranormal Activity 3 and, like, the oscillating fan. Yeah. That is still, to this day, one of my favorite horror moments that makes me crawl out of my own skin. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that. Like, when he's wiping the lens, all of a sudden there's something behind him. I'm like, yes. Yes, I love it. But then it just quickly spirals. Like, this is a downward spiral from there. Um so they're exploring this abandoned hospital, which has, it's not even like abandoned in the like, you know, the state closed it down. All of these people are now on the streets, all the staff. Yeah, it was like, like uh, it was a, a mental, mental hospital. Well, not like a psychiatric And then, you know, obviously like every other mental hospital in this country loses funding and basically everybody just ends up on the streets or homeless. Exactly. Or, um, or in jail. Or know? in jail. Jail, jail yeah. or homeless. Those are really your only options at this point. Right. Um, but. So it, it's not a set, like, as as they're exploring, you know, you don't really necessarily get the sense of this place was closed down due to lack of funding or, you know, violations. It's legit, like, everybody just up and left. There's, like, yeah. there's, like, food there's containers. Food containers. With, like, maggots and Yeah, stuff they find them. the, uh, like, a nurse's station, one of them, on, like, one of the lower floors. Yeah. And there's all sorts of crap just, like, spread out, like. Yeah, food containers and whatnot. Like people just got the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, but they do find a doctor's office, which somehow is in pristine condition. There's like mm -hmm. not even a speck of dust on anything, and the patient records are all there, which seems a little like you'd think that they would <laughs> a take... little against HIPAA. Yeah, you'd think that they'd like lock those a little up. violation. No, oh, I I just watched. So I, I listened to this podcast that was talking about the Alon School in Maine for, like, troubled teens. Mm -hmm. um, and it got shut down in, like, 2012 or something, 2013. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even a little bit later than that. And somebody, like, went up there, like, just to explore the grounds because, like, the grounds are still there like it's oh, yeah just, and like they had they had paperwork fucking everywhere <laughs> so no kidding I mean, it's not all that uncommon to like leave records and shit out in the open i don't know it just seemed i really mean at that point who would be responsible and what could you do about it exactly so. like so so kennedy Corey, and james this trio of filmmakers they find <laughs> this molly crew of this filmmakers, crew of filmmakers <laughs> they find um patient records and like some of the patients are murderers or like you know yeah rapists, rapists and, like, murderers just, like the really bad like 
mental stuff that ends up in those hospitals. Like the really like bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You know, like 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 legit, you know, not okay. One of my one of my favorite things though is as they're as they're investigating and Kennedy's reading the records and she's like, oh, this woman murdered like her four kids and then her husband or whatever. They had this guy that she's like reading it and she's like, I can't even finish it. This is so disgusting. And James is reading it and he's like, oh yeah, this guy's like a rapist and a murderer. Well they have like little pictures of the patients. Did you notice that the guy looked like Nick Cave? I was dying. Like the little patient picture of you know how like they have the woman, they have a picture of her and she's got like a shaved head. Yeah. When they show the guy, he looked just like Nick Cave. I was, yeah. I was like, oh my God, did they use a picture of Nick Cave? And he's just like Nick Cave. Um, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like a lot of men like in that, like they look like, not, not that Nick Cave is any of those things, but when they're like trying to like do a caricature of like a bad dude, they always use like a Nick Cave. <laughs> Like, um, that like really like thick brow and, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like Nick Cave I was like oh now I want to listen to the bad seeds like they... but yeah that just cracked me up I was like oh it looks they used a picture of Nick Cave for this fantastic well um, at least that wasn't a picture of Jeremy running oh <laughs> uh, 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 get well soon Jeremy <laughs> I know get well poor soon, guy Jeremy runner um so, so they they go from being they go from being like amateur filmmakers to paranormal investigators within about yeah, well <laughs> well like things start happening well actually they think that the movie crew is pranking them yes which let's be honest they are definitely not pranking them this movie crew can't get their heads out of their asses yeah to care about anything other than themselves they haven't even read the script of their legit movie. right legit and and nobody's read that manifest so you know um, but anyways so they decide at this point like that could be their documentary. Yeah. Like this this creepy hospital where creepy things happened. So they used to house murderers and yeah. you know, like all sorts so of So they're like, all right, well let's, you know, this is the, this is the story. Yeah. Like who cares about this crappy movie they're clearly <laughs> not prepared to make upstairs. Yeah. So they started that stuff. It's just like a good chunk of this movie is um is a lot of arguing and Kennedy storming off into the darkness by herself, completely reckless. Like the place is riddled with asbestos and she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go this way. Bye. And takes off. Mm -hmm. And some, like some bizarre, they're hearing bizarre noises. You know, there's occasional things that you see in the camera, like the dreaded CGI mist ghost that we see quite a few times. I called it the the ghost from Lost. Smoke monster monster from Lost. Yeah. Um, um, they do find the morgue, so there's a morgue in there, which is actually quite clean, considering. Yeah, um, surprisingly so. So what they start doing is they start setting up stationary cams. Yes. So, like, above the doorway, like, into hallways and things like that. So yes. now we have a couple of different additional point of views. Yes. That'll go through the cam. So they have one in the morgue, and they have one in the hallway, and while they're while they're setting up the one in the hallway, Dirk comes down to find them, and he's like, we're ready to shoot. Like, you guys need to come yep. film this. So they go back up to the movie set, and it's... I don't really understand this confrontation. It was basically just another way to get them back down into the like lower levels of the hospital. But so yeah, they go back up, and Trisha, the, the main actress, the main in this, actress in this movie that's, in being, this made. Movie that's being made. Um, I don't recall, but she starts freaking out and goes off the wall to Kennedy. 
Yeah, she thinks Kennedy's like looking at her a funny way. Yeah, like it's something stupid. It's like, it's like and Hollywood. It's like Hollywood diva behavior. But what I love is like in in the scene that they're shooting, she's like there's there's a there's another actress that we never learn her name, but she's she's only in that one scene. She's only in that one scene, and she's like laying on like a hospital gurney with a blanket up to her chin. Yeah, like it looks like she's she looks like she's, she's dead. dead. Yeah, and and Trisha's character is supposed to be like weeping. Well, at one point, the girl on the gurney gets like so like frustrated with that it's taking forever that she sits up and her tits out <laughs> well yeah because they stopped shooting so she's just like whatever she sits like, up and so then like boom. cracks her neck and like there's there's her tits and i'm like does it seem necessary <laughs> <laughs> what kind of movie is this yeah uh, um so yeah she oh my god <laughs> little trisha, trisha goes off on kennedy and kennedy for whatever reason takes it like really personal she does she takes it like overly personal well i mean if that was me i would have been like who the hell are you shut up i didn't like i'm literally not doing anything yeah you're a like b- you yeah. didn't say anything yeah, you're a b actress i make documentaries about b movies and people talk about them on a podcast about b movies and making right <laughs> so right it all comes full circle uh, so then so so she's just like so obviously they have to um compose themselves again yeah so so kennedy takes off to basically cool down because yeah like what a bitch um <laughs> and then dirt goes on threatening them like if any of that footage goes online and doesn't like james he's like oh yeah it's definitely gonna- <laughs> he's like online. you're gonna be paying like you're gonna sue you blah blah blah. he's like oh yes yeah it's going online, online. Um, I'm like, right? Like, let's fucking let's do that. And what I love is that with Kennedy again, kind of spearheading things without consulting with her team, is, is she she is being consoled by the by Corey and James. They're like, listen, like everyone yeah. on the set sucks, we know, but like we need the money, right? And she's like, no, we're leaving. Yeah, and it's like you can ask them if they're okay with that. Like you don't have to just be like, no, we quit. Like you're all in this together, bitch. And she just storms. Like, she just keeps storming off without like ever like having a conversation or asking if they're okay about anything. And they just kind of like, you know, okay, tail between their legs. Well, they go back down into the hospital to to get the cameras because they're just gonna they're gonna quit. They're, they're gonna just gonna leave. Take off, yeah. At this point, the artsy director, for whatever reason, goes down into this asbestos filled tunnel yeah in the hospital to have a cigarette yeah he's, he's gonna have a cigarette which i'm like just bring it outside like you can go outside and smoke <laughs> not that i'm like anti whatever but it's like you're in a like why are you going down you know, in this abandoned hospital yeah. and a cigarette like it doesn't make any sense yeah. Um, and while he's down there like and at this point because the cameras are still the the cameras, the cameras they, they set him, up yeah you know there's still the one in the morgue and there's still the one in the in the hallway and the one in the hallway shows the director going down to have a smoke and something catches his eye and like there's like lights flickering in one of the rooms and he goes into that room and then we get maybe the worst special effects <laughs> It's like CGI. Uh, it's like a doctor shows up in the hallway. Yeah. And he's got like the, I don't, it reminds me of something I would have made in like middle school on like one of those old, like old time, the computers we used to play like Oregon Trail on. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, like the, effect, yeah. the effects are so bad. It's just so bad. <laughs> but it's like this jumpy, pixelated doctor with like fangs or whatever shows up on the camera and i'm like what the fuck is this like what is this how did how do we go from like kind of cool like little jump scare behind you and the camera to like this what did we blow the budget on was it paying the girls to show their tits like was it was it the actual catering for the movie like, <laughs> like what did we blow the budget on like where did that money go right um 
And ultimately, I believe the director does get it. He does die. We see him a little bit later on, and he's but he's he's still yeah. alive, but like not he's, by much. <laughs> yeah, like he's done. Um. So you know, at this point, so now the crew is lost basically because yes. they storm off. Well, she storms off, and then the two guys follow her. Um. They get lost through these hallways right. that we've seen before when they were downstairs already exploring, right? Yeah. Um. And they can't find their way back. They see Trisha and what I want to say is the key grip. Who grips? Who grips? That's his job. Everything. <laughs> like, not hooking up per se, but we could see more titties. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get a hold of them, basically. They're trying to see them so they can help them out. Yeah, because you know? they can't find their way out of the hospital. Yeah, like these guys, it almost looked like they were in like the parking garage or something. Yeah. Um, they were on a lower level. And then, and Kennedy and the two guys there could see them yeah, from they're, above. They're on that like escalated, uh, or not escalated, elevated catwalk that connects the two buildings. Yes. So they can see outside and the key grip and Trisha are outside. Like, you know, they're filming on a cell phone. Right. Um, and she keeps whipping her tits out because of course. Because why not? Why not? Um, YOLO. And, uh, <laughs> and Kennedy, Corey, and James are like banging on the glass to get their attention because they can't find their way out of the hospital. Yeah, they don't they know have where the no hell idea. to go. Yeah. And it's it's starting to turn. It reminded me of the original Blair Witch, where they're lost in the woods and they keep coming back to that to the same, same spot. spot in the creek. Yeah. And we can see it in the hallway camera. They're like, let's go this way. And they like come out of one door and all of a sudden you see them like down the hall. Yeah, they're Scooby doing it. They're Scooby doing it. <laughs> perfect. Thank you. Yeah. That's perfect. That's the, like in one in one door and then and like, out the other. Yeah. And then they go in the opposite door and all of a sudden they're down the same hallway coming out of another door. It's very Scooby Doo. Um but that starts happening. So yeah. it makes me think like maybe they're in like another dimension now or like there's a break in reality. Like I, I don't I don't uh, know. who the hell knows. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But that's what it reminded me of is is like Blair Witch when they just keep coming back to that same spot in the creek. And we walk south all fucking day. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow we'll go east. And then they go east and they're at the creek again. Like just give me that vibe. But, oh man. I think at that point doesn't like the producer come down looking for them. Yes. Or like the, so Kennedy was given a, a walkie. Yes. So in case, you know, that happened, or what happened earlier, they could just walkie them to come back to the set, right? Right, right. So her walkie's going off, and she's, you know, answering it. She's like, go for Kennedy. Like, but you can't hear anything. It's all just, like, white noise. Yeah, static. Occasional voices. But yeah, but it, you can't make anything out, and you yeah. don't know who it is. Um, So a lot of that's happening. And then I think, I think then we see Dirk going down into the hallway. Yes. and Because of the stationary cams that are set up in that hallway. Yes. And now he starts Scooby-Dooing the whole thing for, for a while before anything happened. I was going to say, it took quite some time. It took quite some time. They kept panning back to him in the hallway. He just got lost. And at one point, he sees the same set of, like, flickering lights that yeah. the that the director had seen. Yeah, in and, one of the rooms. And he goes in there, and you hear him, like, start to yell for help. And then he's trying to get out of the room, but the lost monster, smoke monster, CGI mist, calls <laughs> him... Pulls him back in, pulls him back into that room. Um, and that is ultimately the end of Dirk, the producer, yeah. who can't put together a movie, apparently. Nope. Um, who are the next people to go? Is it Trisha and the I want to say it's Trisha and the key group. And so key now Trisha, so we came back to them, right? And they find themselves in the same hallway. Yes. Um, but they managed to get to the morgue. And there's that other camera set that's up in, in the, the morgue. In the morgue. Right. Um, so then they start like doing it and I literally have a note here. I'm like, okay. So they start having actual having sex in the morgue 
gross <laughs> on a on a, <laughs> on a, on a gurney, on a gurney. Yeah. yes like gross um it should be noted that earlier after they set up the cameras and they leave the room one of the one of the um like doors the, the freezer the freezer one of the freezer like doors opens. kind of creaks open yeah yeah um so, so that is still open when they when they get there yes um but I think that whole scene was pretty quick to go. So they started like doing it and then the lights start flickering again. And now we see this doctor there's, again. There's a couple of doctors in the room. And so we're seeing it from the perspective of the camera that has been hidden by the documentary team in the corner. But they're also filming on like on the cell phone that they have. They're making a sex tape because. Right. Because why, why not? not? Why not? Why <laughs> yeah. Go for it. And um, like in between these shots of like, you know, her like whipping out her titties and like the ca- and the camera changes, you see this doctor kind of moving around the room like this phantom yeah, doctor. with a knife. Yeah. And obviously that's not going to end well for them. Yeah. And then I think it kind of just goes black. Yes. Like we don't really. So, you know, the budget wasn't blown on that. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't actually see what happens. I mean, you see what happens after the fact, but not during it. Right. Um, but don't Kennedy and uh, James and Corey find themselves back in the morgue? They they find themselves back in the hallway, and there's pieces of dirt all, all over the. Oh ground. right, 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 right. Yeah, because he gets pulled in, and they start finding body parts like legs and like arms yeah, and you know the the spirit Halloween stockpile of Halloween props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. Um, those are all those are strewn about the hallway. There's like a leg and an arm and a torso or whatever. Um, and then they go into the morgue, and the key grip is now dead on a gurney, um, like with his chest cut open, like just straight cut open, like a like and, an animal. Yeah. yeah, and Trisha and hers too, hers too. Um, and it's very surgical looking. It looks yes. like someone has been trained like, to perform surgery. On like them. it was very clean, very clean. Yeah. Um, and at this point, they're like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. But again, they cannot find their way out of this hospital. Right, and I think at that point, Cor- Corey decides. Corey discovers that whatever's going on with the walkie that Kennedy has is dead people. It's like yeah, it's like dead patients or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's basically it's yeah, the 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 whole voiceover like white noise phenomenon thing that supposedly is a thing. <laughs> yeah. And and bear in mind too, this entire time they're still arguing with each other. Just yes. like a lot of arguing arguing the movie. Yeah. Um so they are trying to find their way out of this hospital and we're getting views from James' camera and Kennedy's camera. Corey's starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah, he's like, going a little he's bonkers. He's going a little bonkers. Like, he's stopping and, like, staring at the wall. At which point, like, Steph, I love you. If I was in that situation and you just stopped to stare at the wall, I'd be like, deuces! Like, I'm not... I'm you, not wouldn't, you wouldn't grab me and just take me with you? If I was, if I was gonna... Like, well, because Kennedy tries to grab him and he's just like... You know, I, I well, is, he's a big dude. It'd be hard to move him. I know, but like at the same time, if you're not going to cooperate and like we're fine, fair enough. I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, I was going to. I throw I throw it to the wolves so fast, Ash. I know, but I feel like you'd be too grounded to actually let that happen to yourself. No, so. I'd be like, no, I am not grounded at all. No, I, I, I would be. I would be the one like leaving breadcrumbs so like we can find our way out of it. Fair enough. See, that's that is a good idea. Exactly, but these people don't have good ideas. Solely <laughs> is a bad idea. And throughout this process, like the hidden cameras are catching like CGI monsters, monster-ish looking things. Little boy from the Grudge is this? <laughs> Did you notice that? I was like, oh, it's a little boy from the Grudge. Like the little like. <laughs> it's a cat noise, right? Yeah. 
Anyways, anyways, moving on. Um, did I ever tell you about the time I did that at my old job? I st- like the power had gone out in the building, and everyone had to take everyone had to take the stairs. We were on t- it was a ten ten story building. We were on the no, it was eleven stories. We we're on the tenth floor, and I went down. I got down to the the bottom of the staircase, and my coworker was still making her way down. And it was like the bottom of the staircase was pitch black. The emergency lights were on, like in the stairwell, right, but right. the bottom was pitch black. And I waited at the bottom, and as she was coming down, I went. Nice. And she was so fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, well. She was so pissed at me. Um, if she's listening to this, Priscilla, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm not sorry is one of the funnier things that I've done. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, like, the cameras are catching all this, like, paranormal, like, CGI. Yeah, you're seeing, like, the doctor here and there. You're seeing other what would look. What you think is patience? You, you see, know. like a creepy arm, like a like a shadow of an arm. Not <laughs> yeah, one of and it's yeah. Like, like shadow puppets on the wall. But but yeah. the boy from the Gretsch popped up, and I was losing my mind. I was I was laughing so hard because I was like, how much did they pay to get that footage? Like it looked just like little boy from the Gretsch. Um, <sighs> and so finally, you know, we everyone's getting like all the crew is getting offed. All the crew that we're basically acquainted with at this point is getting offed. Um and what the hell? Who who was? Oh, at, at one point, uh, Corey and James pulled themselves together long enough to be like, "We gotta, we gotta pee." But rather than just like you know pee, pee. they gotta find a bathroom in an abandoned building. And I'm like, just every movie the that we wor- watched, every movie that we watched, the world season, is your toilet, bro. I was gonna say, I'm like, men have all the power here. Legit, they always have. <laughs> have you noticed that like every movie we've reviewed this season? I know we're only a few episodes in, but every movie that we've reviewed this season thus far. The men are like incredibly pee shy. I guess, yeah. Like, just pee, like, like, yeah. That's what I would do if I was a dude. You know, just pee. I'm like the world's your toilet. Oh my god, I would just be peeing everywhere. Let's <laughs> pee all over everyone, everything. Like, <laughs> um, we believe in gender equality on this podcast. Yes, we pee do. everywhere. <laughs> pee all over everything. The world is your toilet. <laughs> The world is your litter box. <laughs> um, so, so they they stop to pee, and at this point now, um, is it they get? Do they get separated? I'm pretty sure that like they, you know, they hear something, and they and Kennedy takes out her camera to film what it is, and like there's she gets Corey gets separated. Okay, Corey, they're looking for Corey at okay, this point. Corey, the audio guy, gets separated from them. I don't really know how it happened. Like he was there was one just, minute, and, and then, then he's just gone, and then gone. But his equipment is they found his equipment. Yes. Yeah. Um, and while Kennedy's, like, picking up his equipment, James sees, like, this slew of, like, doctors and patients. And patients that come walking around the corner and and start walking down the hallway, yeah. And her dumb ass is like, I gotta film this, rather than, like, run. And James is like, bitch, run. (laughs) Run. Like, you just need to run. And she won't do it. Um, and James, I don't know how he gets knocked over, but he gets knocked over and he, he gets, trips or something. He was like running backwards or something. Cracks, cracks the lens cracks on the, the camera. Cracks the lens and, and then they grab him. When they grab him, you see that, like this, you know, uh, I almost said Maleficent again. This Maleficent. <laughs> I keep calling it Maleficent. Mal- Mal- Male- malevolent? malevolent? Malevolent. There you go. Not Maleficent. <laughs> Great movie. Um, male- <laughs> malevolent. Force pulls him like away from the camp, like he disappears. Yeah, he's um, gone. Which is like the the trope of found footage. Yeah, movies, is that you always get pulled away, but away you don't know what happens or where they get taken yeah, to. Because that's the mystery. Pulled pulled away from the camera. Um. So now at this point, uh, Corey is uh, uh Corey's gone. James, we assume, is dead, 
and Kennedy is running around with her camera. Yeah. What happens to her? I She ends up in the morgue. Okay, that's right. And then the door that was like opening yes. the freezer door, she gets pulled into. That's right. She gets pulled into the freezer that had opened earlier in the movie. Yeah. And it like slams shut behind her. Um, and then the footage doesn't really do a whole lot. There's like some scrambling and some static, but then we see that the cops have arrived. Yeah, the stage manager. The stage manager has there. managed he's, to call the police. Got the police there. And the police are in the morgue and they see Trisha and the key grip, but Kennedy is inside the freezer. Like she's gone. She's gone. Uh, and that's and that's it. That's the fucking movie. <laughs> like that is the movie. Like that's that's how I'm- it's not as bad as Ashley says it is. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, the effects are atrocious. So bad. The acting's not great, but whatever. Um, I mean, like, I'm just staring at you like completely dead face. Like, I know. What did you have for a body count? I had seven. Um, I had five, but that's probably because I stopped caring. <laughs> So I had um, I had the director, I had Dirk, I had Trisha in the key grip, and then I had Corey Kennedy and James. Yeah, I definitely I don't think stopped I, counting. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody else. Not, not that no, I not that yeah. I can remember. So Dirk, the director, those the other two, the key grip and Trisha, which is four, and then yep, no, you're right. Okay. So I think I just gave up at the end. Like I don't think I counted like Kennedy or something. Yeah. Um. Or uh, James. Okay. Because it all happened like very quickly, you know, and I was just It was very to, yeah, the ending well, it was very quick. It's because like you said, like nothing happens for the first like fucking forty minutes of the yeah. movie. They're arguing and like yeah. filming this filming the behind the scenes of this terrible horror movie that's being made. We still don't even know what the plot's supposed to be. It's just bad. And yeah. and then finally something starts happening like forty minutes in. And then the movie's only an hour and twenty minutes, and you also have to take into consideration the credits, like the opening and ending credits. So like actually it, the opening credits were Pretty quick. Very quick. Yeah. The ending credits obviously the take ending, a little longer. Yeah. But, but, but this one was very quick compared to most full feature but like, movies. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. But like the, so, you know, you have like 40 minutes of nothing and then the final part of the movie is everything's just crammed in. It's yeah. very thrown together, which I was like, I don't appreciate this. Like I either like a slow burn that like leads into something great hate slow or, or something that's like starts off from the go, like and then the just, job list. Like, really yeah, good. that's the stuff I like. Um, do you have any like because I know you do all the research into like how the movie was made, reviews, budgets. Do you have anything of note on this one? This one was very hard um because it's just so independent. Yeah. Um uh directed by Danny Draven, uh, produced by Charles Band, who is, you know, Full Moon Features guy. Yeah. Um produced under Full Moon Entertainment. I do have a couple of reviews. <laughs> um <laughs> Da, 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 da. Compared to Grave Encounters, but the shit poor version. <laughs> it's been compa- compared to Grave Encounters a lot. Have you seen Grave Encounters? I did mm, a long time ago. So I, I loved Grave Encounters. Okay. For what it for what it is. Yeah. Um, it's basically the same. It's a similar thing, and it's probably compared to that this one because it also takes place in a abandoned asylum. Okay. So, um, and actually, I thought Grave Encounters was so good and also really scary. To revisit that because I I like that I like found footage I Me like too. abandoned hospitals as yeah you know. um, like that was super creepy I have to revisit it's um, been a really long time because I I think of like session nine when I think of like abandoned ugh. well that was a that was just too slow for me but it does have David Caruso going hey Gordon oh you <laughs> there is that there is greatest there is that the great, like, it's the most passionate I've ever seen David Caruso right. hey Gordon you. 
Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. So it was compared to Grave Encounters a lot. <laughs> real evil, more like real boring. Yeah. Did I write that? No. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> um, it's not scary. I mean, there's a couple of jump scares in there that are okay, but it's for the, uh, as it's a whole, it's not scary. Of the movie. That's yeah. Funny. It relies more on mystery and suspense than shock and awe, apparently. I was unable to find the budget for this. I assume it was made for like, couple hundred thousand yeah not even i don't i don't know i don't know i mean it was 2012 so it's not old yeah i mean it's it's old but it's not like 80s old right you know um well those movies always had budgets because of the practical effects it's like it takes a lot of money to make like a you know like a freddy krueger busting out of a pizza or something you know like that mm -hmm. as opposed to like the cgi and this is just so bad it's so and, and that's the thing that kills me it's it's 2012 i would expect that level of like for animation poor cgi in a movie from like 2002 2003 like in an independent horror movie but something that's like should be a little bit more technologically advanced regardless of the budget like at that point in time i'm pretty sure we still had you know things that would make it look a little bit more scary a little bit more realistic i was shocked at like how poor poorly done it was for something that's not really like that old true um, you know, there was a couple of like okay reviews. Like people were like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too too bad. Um, the one big note was that the um <clears throat> the crew in the movie, actually making the movie in within the movie, yeah, was just atrocious. And they were supposed to be atrocious. Like yeah. if I had to choose between being stuck in a hospital with a knife wielding doctor or having to work full time <laughs> on a Hollywood movie set, I'd pick the ghosts. Taking chances with the ghosts. Exactly. <laughs> um, another thing that, about this one that differs a little bit differently from your other found footage movies is there's some movement in the cameras, obviously, but as soon as they set up the steady, you know, just the regular steady cams, there's a lot less nauseating right. shots. Right. Because you don't get motion sickness. Exactly, which was which was nice. Also, I didn't know yeah, when people, you get full feature yeah. without boobs. Of course. Well, like Blair Witch Project, people were getting nauseous, paranormal activity. Cloverfield. Oh, no. Clover, oh my god. Wicked bad. And I, I don't get motion sickness, Either but do I. I remember I remember sitting through Cloverfield and that one was wicked and like bad. 20 minutes in, like when, when shit hits the fan. Yeah. And when like the, when the monster or the yeah, alien or whatever the like starts buildings to start crumbling. I was just like, oh god, oh boy. Oh yeah. No. Like, like I don't get motion sickness either, but that one is still like it's oh, brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. I actually they I just mean, uh, I think it's been like how many years since that came out like 20 years since cloverfield came out they just marked like a it was like a milestone that long? yeah they're making a they're making another one um i heard to, about that to like fight like to put it all together right because there's that there was 11 cloverfield lane it's not, which that with john goodman which yes. was phenomenal that that and mary elizabeth winstead so that yes. was a great movie that one was really good did and then there was another one that came out there's like a netflix this, in, series in, yeah in, in space. space and that was bad terrible was bad absolute shit really show. bad i like the original cloverfield with the exception of when you find out that tj miller is such a garbage human being in real life it kind of pulls you away because like hud is like the he's the camera guy HUD, yeah so, and the and only decent character in the movie only decent character in the movie but tj miller is such a monster in real life that it kind of takes me out of it but like i do love that it still makes me laugh to this day. I love the scene where they're like rescuing the girl from the building that's kind of toppled over and she's got the um like bar through her shoulder and she Yeah. Goes, and like she wakes up, they pull the bar out of her and the monster is approaching the building and she's like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Cuz she has no idea what's going on. And he's like, "It's a terrible terrible thing." And then 20 minutes later when they're going in the staircase and this like little alien drops down and like 
attacks them. And she goes, oh my God, what was that? He's like, something else also terrible. Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> like the best line delivery. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this particular, this one, this movie, as far as found footage goes, like they had, it seems that they had no interest in like letting it stand out on its own or anything. It was just like, let's make this as quick as we possibly can just for a cash grab. It went straight to video. Of course. Um, obviously. But, you know, it doesn't stick out like Cloverfield or right. Paranormal Activity or Blair Witch yeah. or, you know, each Hannibal Holocaust. <laughs> like each one of those have their own like thing in it that allows it to step, you know, stick out because you can only watch so many found footage movies. They're all like similar and, you know, how they do things. But each one is slightly different to allow it to stick out. Yeah. This one does not have any of that. It just blends into the background of all these found footage movies that Basically. are that are markably better. Yes. And well done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, like like this is, like they didn't need special effects in Blair Witch because it was just too well done. Yeah. Like the story was too good and yeah. the actors were too good that they didn't actually need anything other than the random camera shakes yeah. here and there and yeah. noises. Little you know. kids' hands on the tent. Like, yeah, just, exactly. It still scares me. It still fucking freaks me out when I watch that. Yeah, you know, or like paranormal activity. Like, like the oscillating fan. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Like very clever, but they had no interest in doing any of that. It seems that they did anyway. Yeah. They just wanted to jump in like, well, we could make this for literally like $5. So let's just do it because it's just another one to add to our repertoire and the people who watch Full Moon Features will watch it, i.e. me. So... <laughs> Um, more interestingly about this movie is the hospital that it was filmed in. Yes, this is what I so, want to talk about. Right. So the hospital was Linda Vista Hospital in LA. Okay. Um, the history of this hospital, which I don't have a ton of it or a ton of information on oh, the history, that's, when but. When it comes to abandoned hospitals, that's my forte. I'll look, I'll look it up, girl. I got you. Well, I, I, I know what, what the history is actually. <laughs> Just saying. I can um, but it was, <laughs> this was constructed for employees of the Santa Fe Railroad. Oh, okay. Yeah, in 1905. It closed in 1991. Um, after it closed, it just became a popular filming location. Obviously, it closed because, again, funding. Yeah. Just shut it down. And the rail, the railway workers started getting, you know, more uh, better, like, unionized healthcare or something. Right. You know, things like that. So, so they it wasn't couldn't, a they couldn't psychiatric hospital. It was no. just, like, a regular, yeah. like, hey, you got, yeah. you got a broken leg, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 2000, uh, 2011, closed down. Um, and converted to like low income senior living facility. Of course, they always so, are. Obviously, yeah. Um, it's most popular for like the so regular hospital, right? Ghost Adventures had to go there. I freaking hate Ghost Adventures I, with a passion. I want to call out one in particular that Zach was it Zach Baggins or whatever the fuck. I hate him. Beyond Ghost Hunters. He's well, or I ghost, mean, ghost adventures. Ghost yeah. adventures. Yeah. Is he the main guy? He's the guy with the glasses and the dark oh. hair, and he's got a thing in LA. No, Las Vegas. I think it's like the haunted. Like. Yeah, I know. I cannot I stand that guy. Him. He's absolutely I mean, obnoxious. I can't stand any of them. Oh yeah, like, he's the worst. He's the worst. Like I watched a couple of them. I'm like, wow, yeah. this guy is awful. Fuck I cannot stand him. <laughs> but coming for you, um, right? But, um, so it did become a popular filming location. Um, so, so it actually was closed. I'm sorry. I don't know if I phrased this correctly before, but it closed in 1991, but in 2011 it was converted. So okay. it's not used for like, actually, I think it might've been 2012 or 2013. Um, because obviously this movie was filmed in 2012. Right. Um, 
As far as it became a very popular filming location for a lot of other things. Adam Fan- Adam's Family Values. Really? Conspiracy Theory. Pearl Harbor. Really? The Longest Yard. You'll love this one. Zombie Strippers. God. Lords of Salem. Insidious Chapters 2 and 3. Really? Shit. Uh, the pilot episode of ER. Buffy. Obviously. Oh my god. And I know those episodes. Charmed. Of course. Dexter. True Blood. And that's just to name a few. There's obviously more. I can't believe they would like... But they... It was a huge... It was huge for LA. Or yeah. huge for Hollywood. So I don't know why they would have just converted it. They could have just... Hollywood could literally just own it. Yeah. And then they and could just, just use, use that it. whenever you need like a creepy hospital. Exactly. Oh my god. That's... So wow. that was like the coolest bit. That's awesome. I'm like, well, there's not a whole ton of information here. Um, also, it was used in music videos. Which ones? Tell me. Nine Inch Nails, Closer. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> really? Duran Duran, Falling Down. The Foo Fighters, Best of You. Again, there's a whole list, but I'm just going to Now I'm going to have to go back and watch all these movies and mm-hmm. l- watch all these music videos mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that's the hospital. That's the hospital. That's yeah, the I'm pretty sure like the Duran Duran video, like it's... Um, largely seen. Yeah, because I can't. I don't remember the video to closer or any of that stuff. I'm gonna have to go on you. But I know, like you know, that's what that's a thing Trent Reznor does. Finds these locations for his thing. Oh yeah, he's, he's got like the eagle eye for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. Like that. That is. So, anyways, yeah, that was a more inf- interesting information. The actual movie. That was. I was gonna say that's way more interesting than any part of this movie, other than the kid from the Grudge showing up in the. <laughs> <laughs> um. What would you give this movie for a star rating? Hmm, I, mm, I'd probably give it a two because it's exactly what it wanted to be. Yeah. It didn't want to stand out. You know, I've seen worse. Yeah. You know, what about you? One and a half. Yeah. Why? It, it's bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. I like in I I've you've seen worse movies, Ashley. Come on. Definitely seen worse movies. It's just the acting in this was unbearable to sit through. Most of the um, acting in their movies is not great. It's not great. The the special effects bothered me. Like I, I mean The special was, effects were probably the worst. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say two and a half because I'm gonna give I'm gonna up my up my rating because wow. not yes, the effects were bad, but they were comically bad. Like I was sitting there laughing. And They're if, pretty you could, funny. if you could get a laugh out of me, then you deserve some Yeah, you like, deserve was, some credit. Yeah. Laughing. Fair enough. Um I did have one talking point on this just because I had mentioned kind of early on you and I are familiar with abandoned hospitals because we live in the Northeast and this is kind of where I don't want to say they originated, but they really thrived here. <laughs> like we had a ton of them. We had a ton of. We have a lot of hospitals here. We still do. Yeah, we have well, best hospitals in the world. <laughs> we had a we had a ton of hospital like like uh, state hospitals for psychiatric patients. Yes. We had Worcester Worcester State Hospital, Danvers, well, yeah, Medfield. because like you know Freud came over here. Yeah, well, you know, that's the that. interesting thing is like I so I'm like I'm into like the history of specifically abandoned hospitals. Like if someone's like, you know, isn't that abandoned school? Great. I'm like, no, I want to like, look at the super spooky abandoned hospital. I want to look at that. Well, yeah, because you know, when, when these hospitals start losing funding and then the patients start getting thrown out in the street, not treated the way they're supposed to be treated. So, you know, and plus things in, especially the psychiatric hospitals, like in the seventies, like that shit's creepy as hell. Like electroshock and all that crap. Lobotomies. Lobotomies, yeah. Um, Like the water therapy where they would just like put in like super hot water and then super cold water, like up to your neck and you couldn't move. Like, nope, we're good. Um, But Worcester State is the only hospital that Freud visited on his trip to the United States. 
Yeah, which because, I thought was which was kind of well, it's because he went he went to Clark. He visited Clark oh, University. That's right. Yeah, you know. So and then he went to yeah he visited that hospital. But it's it's interesting because I'm a lot sad of they the, took down the clock tower. Well, the clock tower is still there. Oh, what Not, did they take down? They took down everything else. Oh. So, because I was up there recently, I I just happened. I was like, you know, I want to see what it looks like now. Because they turned it into, like, a memorial for what the hospital used to be. So, the clock tower is still there. They they Because well, that's a historic thing now. And yeah, it's a, it's a landmark. They took down, like, the wings because they were getting vandalized. Or yeah, fired, people were breaking in. Things you know, like that, yeah. They, but I was sad that they took down the whole building that was attached to the clock tower. Because that right. thing was so cool. It was, was so very neat. cool. It was very cool. And they, so they kept, they kept the clock tower and they kept the women's ward rotunda. It's still boarded up. Like they didn't turn it in anything. It's still abandoned, but it's just on the property. Yeah. And that was where they used to put the suicidal yeah. like female patients because it was a round room. So you could have eyes on you at all time, which is kind of scary and sad, but they kept that. And I, I don't really know why, but they kept it. But the clock tower has like a plaque and it talks about Freud visiting and like the original bell is like behind glass in the in the mm, clock tower neat. but there's a, there's a brand new hospital for like drug rehabilitation right behind it right so that's, yeah so it, it's a still functioning hospital now it's just they got rid of the psychiatric thing and then danvers now is luxury luxury i condos. know <laughs> danvers where they actually filmed session nine like yeah. on site like they yeah. filmed that there and that that's a creepy place that is was a creepy place i don't know if i ever talked about it on the podcast before i don't think so but one of my favorite things about danvers is they converted so they converted danvers Danvers. Danvers and Worcester State and like Medfield and all these like really big psychiatric hospitals in and around New England. And I think like going like kind of bleeding into New York, uh, they all had like the Kirkbride building style, which looked like a bat when you looked at it from above. And like it would be like the right wing was the men's ward, the left wing yeah. was the women's ward, and then you had the middle. And so Danvers had that style building. Yeah. And they can they converted, they they tore down a bunch of it that couldn't be salvaged and they turned it into luxury condos, but they kept the main part of the building, that huge brick clock tower looking thing, which yeah. is so creepy. So when you're driving up there and you come around, you're like, oh my God, it's so late. It just looms over everything. But Danvers also had a pretty big cemetery, like a huge cemetery yes, where they bury did. patients. And yeah, like that was definitely. One of the more messed up. Yeah, a lot of really awful shit happened up there. And the patients only had numbered graves. They just had the graves ahead, which is one of the things about session nine that people are like, oh, it's so creepy. It's like, there's just numbers on the graves. And the graveyard is still there. Like, so so they turned it, they turned it. Um, On uh, just like a side note. Yeah. um, That hospital is what arkham asylum is based off of danvers yeah that's awesome yeah that's really because cool. that was initially a lovecraft thing yeah the, obviously you know a tc comics from batman <laughs> um but arkham asylum uh is actually lovecraftian and was based off of that specific yeah. hospital well so danvers because when they built the condos you know there's all this out like outpouring of of historical enthusiasts and people that like local people like well what are you gonna do with the bodies you can't just up, up and you you took down the headstones but you, but didn't. you didn't move the bodies um, yeah so, so they, we know this doesn't end well so so there is now so when you go up to danvers which i've gone up there a couple times because it's actually they have a really nice hiking trail up there yeah and it's open to the public um you know, you you go up, it's all apartments, and there's a parking area where you can leave your car. And there's a trail that leads from the parking lot down kind of around the property. And when you go down, what they did, the people who built these these condominiums agreed with, I, I want to say it was like the, you know, the town of Danvers, like as a whole, that they would 
not move the bodies, but they would properly identify everybody and everybody would get a headstone, like a little plaque with their name. And for the most part, they did a really good job. So like when you, you go down this trail, it goes into the cemetery and there's a big plaque that says everybody's name. Um, it has a couple of benches and then each person has their own individual headstone. Mm. There is one headstone where the person has not been identified and it's the same number from the one from session nine which makes me which makes me think that i swear to god i like and that was the thing i was like holy shit which makes me think that when they were making session nine and they didn't know who this person was they were like well let's just use this because we can just make up a character with whoever this person is but i remember going up with sean shortly after the condominiums were rented out yeah to the public and we we went down to the cemetery to check it out because we're curious of course we are like yeah we, we love that movie we love spooky shit yeah we went down there and we're like in the cemetery and we found this it's at the very back of the cemetery like far far farthest corner of the cemetery it's just still the number there's no name they couldn't identify the person they have no idea who they were and when you look at the plaque because it has like the corresponding plaque at the entranceway yeah it's just a number so we thought that was cool well when you walk along the side Sean had tripped over something and I was like oh dude like are you okay and I went over they took the old numbered headstones that just had like three two one four five six right and just hucked them in the woods Sean Sean tripped over an old headstone of course like an old of course he did an old grave marker and they are they are just hucked in the woods some of them are stacked there's a clawfoot tub that somebody just chucked in the woods from the hospital so and they're still up there i was up there a couple years ago they're still there they have not been disturbed well they've been disturbed people go up there and move them around which is bullshit all i'm gonna say is that if you go up to danvers to check it out it is absolutely worth seeing because it's just like wow it's one of those like what because those things are huge like they're yeah. just they go down into the ground they're huge right it's absolutely worth seeing just for the sake of if you're like a horror enthusiast if you're like a history enthusiast yeah. i happen to be both i like abandoned buildings right. It's really cool. Just don't touch anything. Don't fuck with things. Right, like, take some, yeah. take some pictures and get the hell out of there. Don't disturb anything. But, like, it is worth... I'll have to show you the pictures. I'll put one up on our Instagram. It's, yeah. it's really... I haven't seen Session 9 in years. And I think... Well, the first time I... Well, the only time I tried to watch it, I actually fell asleep. That's and, always a good sign. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I was very tired. And then I woke up at the very end where all, like, this crazy stuff was happening. Like, what happened between point A and B? And I woke up and I was super groggy and I had no idea what was going on. And all I could hear was, like, creepy voices. Well, Gordy. Wake up, Gordon. Wake up, Gordon. I live. And, it was like, I stuff like the... that was happening. And it freaked me out for, like, months after leave, the fact. I live in the weak and the wounded, dog. <laughs> right? Like, so I just got super creeped out. Um, and that's why I haven't seen it since then because it was just I creepy as hell. So I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch it again. But I I didn't watch it again because or haven't yet. Yeah. Because it's just it creeped me out so hard the first time. But I do remember that it's an incredibly slow burn. It is, which I friggin' hate. Like that ju- that just drives me crazy. If you can't keep my, you're not gonna keep my attention. Yeah. You know. So I'm gonna have to just like, I don't know, <laughs> take some focus in and just. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it. Oh, I love, like, I love, I love that they're kind of, you know, like Danvers has the trail. They actually have like a nice memorial, at, like near the front of the condominiums, like yeah. kind of just explaining the historical importance of the building itself, which I thought was really nice. I'm glad that they did that. Medfield State Hospital, you used to be able to go up and you couldn't go in the buildings, but the grounds were open to the public from sunrise yeah. and you could like walk your dog, like go first, take pictures. And it was, they, they filmed parts of Shutter Island there. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and so a lot of people go up there, but 
um, one of the times I went up there, I haven't been up there in a couple of years, um, right before the pandemic started, I went up and there was like poetry written on all the buildings. Uh-huh. Some group had gone up there and started like writing poetry. And I was like, oh, this ain't, this ain't good. Like this is going down a, a bad path. Like these are historical buildings. What are you doing? Well, now it's a performing arts center, which is. Of course it of is. Of course it is. So just so, just what oh, we need. Yeah. Right. You can tell I'm, like, I'm such a bitch. Well, <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Um. So that is that is real evil. That is my little like speech about the hospitals around New England, which you and I have driven up and passed many of them. them. Many of them. They're creepy. They're creepy. And we love them. Um, But we have a recipe today that we need to get into. We do. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention about the movie before we Mm, get into that? No, I think I pretty much touched all the bases I wanted to. (laughs) Again, there wasn't a whole lot going on with this. I couldn't find any information, which is crazy because we live in 2023. Yeah. So. Where's all the information? But I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's extremely independent, so I respect that. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. So, <clears throat> pardon me. So, for the uh, inspiration for our meal today, um, I was going to do a charcuterie, in inspired by the uh, the catering the table. catering table <laughs> and the movie Love and it. that poor woman freaking out. It's like, it took me forever to set this off. And then kicked out everybody. And they're like, oh, no. And they're like, and they're just like what the hell happened? I have no idea what happened. Um, so I didn't do a charcuterie board. But I am I am going to go into the butter board. Hell yes. Which is basically just a board covered in butter. And a bunch of crap. Um, which, you know, a lot of people have been saying that's the new charcuterie board. I don't know how accurate that is. But apparently it got very famous because of TikTok. Everything's famous when when it's on TikTok. Yeah, well, I'm gonna you know obviously give them credit. So, um, Chef Joshua McFadden popularized um, the butterboard. Um, I think it's in one of his books or something. And then Justine Doron, I think is her name, was on TikTok and she basically made it famous. Um, but yeah, it's a board covered in butter, uh, softened butter. That's you know you top with just like savory or sweet toppings. Um, you know onions garlic uh herbs things yeah. like that and you could do like like a sweet version you know if you want you could cover it in like berries and anything it really just goes Chocolate. with that stuff yeah. yeah yeah exactly um that's pretty much about the extent of it <laughs> um what you want to make sure you do is you want to add some acid to it to help uh to brighten up all the flavors and then obviously salt it which puts all the flavors together but yeah. today i'm going to do a sweet um butterboard so we're gonna use butter obviously um <laughs> uh, i bought the amish i got the amish rolled butter oh, so yeah that's very good um freshly churned yeah right <laughs> um but i'm gonna be covering mine in uh figs yes um pistachios um honey um obviously you know i'm gonna put some lemon juice in there for the brightness because mm-hmm. we want that um, salted all to, well, actually, I'm going to salt it because of the pistachios are pretty salty. But anyways, so, you know, salt that, put it all together. You just spread it out. We'll obviously have pictures and stuff, but I ba- baked a sourdough for us as well. It's also, I also have uh, smoked salmon oh that God. I'm going to be putting on it, which I mean, right. I'm smoked salmon. <laughs> and I was like, I thought the story yesterday with Andy. I'm like, so you think we could use like smoked salmon? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Because you know. Salmon's like a sweet meat, so, you know, because we needed a protein, right? 
Anyways. Um, so yeah, sourdough, I got some crackers, and that's pretty much about the extent of it. It's like it's very, very simple. I want to eat a salmon like like the bears do when they just like grab them out of the water. Like when a bear's like, you know, like Yeah, just, like that's me. Just like I have a huge salmon in my teeth. Like I could do that. I could see myself doing that. I love salmon so much. Like raw salmon? I mean, if, if we're like in the apocalypse, you could still cook it. I mean, why waste the time? That just wastes effort that's, that's and energy. Time consuming. <laughs> <It> would. <laughs> of course. I'm trying to think of anything else that I yeah, putting rose rosemary is going on it. Um I think that might be it. Well Oh no, I also got brie. So 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 smoked salmon. Right there. <laughs> smoked salmon, brie, rosemary, figs, pistachios, honey. Ooh. I am so excited. It's like, basically I'm, just a fancy dip. I'm so excited to get into it. Like me too. So I think we should do <laughs> it's that. Very, very hungry. I didn't I, eat breakfast this morning. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> nice a croissant. Um, I think we should get into it. But yes, uh, well, Steph, thank you for making me watch this. And are you thankful? Because I feel like you're a bitch. Hash, hashtag <laughs> blessed. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, this has been. I heard that that came up. That came up on my mic. Just sorry for those of you who were like, "What was very, It's very cold in this room today. <laughs> those of um, you that was like, my bones are so brittle. I, I don't know why. I drink plenty of salt. <laughs> Remember to drink your Ovaltine. Um, for those of you who were wondering what that tree branch noise was, <laughs> snapping. That was Steph's knuckles. It was, it was it was just the one. <laughs> um so this has been this has been baking to the theme movies. And um before we sign off, again, just a reminder, follow us on Instagram, baking to the bee movies, Twitter is baking to bee movies, like and subscribe. Um, we are available wherever you get your podcasts, and we are gonna be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode, a brand new recipe. Um, this recipe for the butterboard, you can find it on our Instagram. Um and we'll have that recipe up and running so you guys can try to make it at home. It's it's or you know, make your own because it's literally a blank canvas yes, of and, things. And tag us in your efforts. We'd love to see them mm. because a lot of people do like really pretty ones. Like yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of charcuterie on my Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I'm always hungry, so it's like I fair enough. Like cute foods, so like cute, cute, cute food, cute, cute, cute food, food, cute food. All right. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being here with us today. Um, oh, where is this available? If anyone wants to suffer through this, where can they find it? <laughs> um, it's it's available on Full Moon Features streaming service, which is literally just Full Moon Features. Right. Um, I don't think it's available anywhere else. Okay, is the thing. Like, you could probably look up Amazon. It might be for... You could probably rent it on Amazon or something, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't really search for it because I knew where it was. I think I watched it on, like, Freebie or something like that. Okay. So, so that would have been Amazon. Okay. That's, like, the free Amazon movie. Yeah. Service. Like, don't, don't pay money for this. That's Like, don't do no, it. Don't do it. No. It's, don't, like, save your money. Save your cash. Um, But, yeah, that's, that's just about it, Steph. Do you have anything you'd like to say to me? Like, an apology or... <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, Ashley, or I love you. I'm sorry I made you watch this movie. I have no shame, no regrets. No regrets. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it took you like a second. You're like, no. I have, I have no shame. I'm not apologizing for this. You've put me through so much more crap than I've put you through during this entire 
project, Ashley. <laughs> so no, you're done. Well, I hope you're ready for next the next movie because it was my choice. Yeah, I know, and I'm going to be. I'm uh, I'm not even. I'm not even going to go into it. We will see. All right, we will catch you next time on Baking B Movies. My name is Steph. I'm Ashley. Bye. <laughs> Follow us and all that. Okay. Okay. We're done. Bye. Later. (laughs)